0: A new health trend report published in the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics conducted by Quest Diagnostics finds over half of this country's children, six and younger, tested positive for lead in their blood. Even more alarming is the fact that Nebraska has one of the highest rates of elevated blood lead levels in the country, a staggering 83%. We're gonna talk about it today on Lincoln Live with Dr. Harvey Kaufman, Senior Medical Director for Quest Diagnostics. Dr. Kaufman, welcome. Thank you, Dale. From where are youngsters these days? My gosh, this is the 21st century. There's no lead in paint anymore. So where are these kids getting the lead? The majority
1: of the uh, exposure is still in the home. Uh, Lead paint was outlawed in 1978. But in the United States, we have a lot of old housing stock. Approximately one out of every five homes is old housing stock that may contain lead paint. The other primary sources are uh, water in that we have approximately 9 million lead pipes in the United States. There's also some soldering that's been used on pipes. Uh, Sometimes the soldering is within the home or in the walls uh, in the home. And the other is in soil, in that if you go back to the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, a lot of people put a lot of things in the soil uh, in terms of gas and solvents and other chemicals that contain lead. So that's still there. There have been some Superfund sites, but there's been a lot of just pouring a little bit here and there that uh, r- reside. And children, uh, young children um, are on their crawling and, and walking uh, and putting things in their mouth all the time. That's what we did as children, that's what all children do. So they walk around, crawl around on the floor in the house, outside, drink water, and get exposed. How much lead becomes dangerous to a child? If
0: there's a paint chip on the floor, if they drink a couple of glasses of unfiltered water a day, How does it become a problem in the body of
1: a child? Yeah, so there's the amount of exposure as well as the duration of exposure. So for an extreme, if a uh, one child is visiting a home that has an older home with lead paint, uh, and this stuff just flakes off very slowly over the course of decades. But that exposure for a couple of hours for a play date isn't the same as a child who lives in that house with lead paint all the time. So duration is also important. Um, And then, Dale, you sort of wanted to know, like, how low can one go? The Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization have declared that there is no such thing as a lower limit. There is no safe level. There is no role for lead in the body. And then the question is, well, at what level does it cause harm? We know that high levels, particularly levels of over 45, Even levels over 20 cause serious harm to children. Um, But now we have half the children tested who have levels of one or more. Dr. Herb Needleman, who is really the uh, father of all this, who did some work in the late 60s, early 70s, identified the association with uh, intelligence and behavior, thought that there was no such thing as a lower limit, that even low limits can cause harm. A lot of moms and dads, a lot of grandma and
0: grandpas listening to us right now. If they see their child put a paint chip in their mouth, is that enough to warrant medical attention?
1: No, but Dale, it's not so much the paint chip that we can visually see. It's sort of the the paint dust that Mm. um, flakes off the wall very slowly, clearly over the course of decades. So it's not the visual thing, it's the not visual sort of dust that just continually falls uh, onto the floor. And and so
0: that's why it's so much higher a percentage for children is because their little tiny bodies are taking in a, 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 a size difference compared to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa.
1: I I hope so. Uh, uh-huh. In terms of the, the uh, older folks uh, not crawling on the floor Um yeah. So that's a large part uh, is that they that kids are on the floor and they put everything into their mouth. Now, the other thing is that children have developing brains. So, Dale, you and I, uh, it, it's a little late for us. Um, we can learn new things, but our brains have developed, whereas uh, a toddler is in a rapid phase of uh, of brain development. Dr. Kaufman, some would say my brain
0: is going in the other direction okay, <laughs> at, at this point in my life. Dr. Harvey Kaufman, joining me, Senior Medical Director for Quest Diagnostics. Nebraska, Missouri, Michigan, Iowa, Utah. These are areas with the highest percentage of detectable blood lead levels. What do these five states have in common? Is it back to your original answer about lead paint in older homes?
1: Um, it's a combination of factors, but let me clarify that this is only among the children who were tested through Quest Diagnostics. Now, we have a large footprint throughout the United States and we're in every state and District of Columbia, um, but it only represents those children who got tested. In some uh, situations, we only receive specimens from children who had previously screened positive in the doctor's office or in some other setting. And then we are provided a second specimen to confirm that uh, the child has detectable or elevated blood lead levels. Um, So there's definitely a selection factor in terms of who gets tested um, and where they get tested. So it's not a wide community uh, surveillance. But having said that, there's clearly an association with these different states in terms of the old industrial rust belt. These are states that one do have a large share of older housing and there's correlations that we identified with older housing poverty and medicaid as the three key drivers of the likelihood of a child who tests positive for detectable or elevated lead older homes what would be
0: the era of uh, homes built that would have lead and
1: when did that stop it started uh, I think in the 1930s, but it stopped in 1978, and a couple of manufacturers stopped before that. Um, the other source was gas. Um, if uh, for those of us who are older, we remember leaded gas, uh, and we used to produce hundreds of thousands of tons of of leaded gas each year, um, and. W- that ended in part because of the safety concerns that Dr. Herb Needleman and others raised about lead uh, and also the lead um and gas was shown to destroy the catalytic converters that were required by the Clean Act Clean Air Act um so that all new cars um built after 1975 had these catalytic converters and lead was destroying these catalytic converters. So in response, um, lead was phased out of gas beginning in 1975. In terms of homes, it's really pre-1978. I believe I heard you say poverty is a factor in these statistics
0: with children testing high for blood lead levels. Help me understand the public health insurance connection for children being uh, nearly twice as likely to have high blood lead levels compared to children with a a private health plan.
1: So there's a couple of factors. One is that these different factors of poverty, poverty, Medicaid, and old housing are all overlapping. Um, and that uh, families and children uh, who have those uh, factors uh, tend to tend to overlap uh, in terms of th- their risk. so they're more likely to be in an older home, more likely to have, among other things, um, iron deficiency and and children who have iron deficiency absorb lead more readily than kids without iron deficiency.
0: Where can they go to get some information
1: about uh, lead in in their children's blood? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, provides excellent information on their website. I think you can just uh, Google CDC and lead, and there's uh, great information there. In addition, Quest Diagnostics provides uh, background uh, information on our website uh, so that parents uh, can learn more as well. Does lead
0: ever go away? Does it go away from a house that's painted with lead? Does it, does
1: it dissipate out of the body once it's inside? The real answer is no. Uh, it's there forever. Um one can remediate homes. There's ways to cover walls um so that and and windows and doors, whether it might be uh, old paint, um so that one re- greatly reduces or essentially eliminates that exposure. Um, so there are ways to deal with that that are effective in reducing the risk to children.
0: Education is always the key. And for moms and dads and grandma and grandpas that I mentioned earlier in the conversation listening, uh, just check out the CDC, maybe call a a city public health department. That would be a good source here locally. The city county health department, maybe uh, building public safety might be a place to go if you're remodeling your home, if you're getting uh, your house painted. Contractors undoubtedly know about this. We had some work done on a house and he asked if it was lead paint and came over and did a chip test told us that it was not and so we were glad to hear that so there are ways uh, you don't have to live with fear that your your children are breathing lead dust or picking up paint chips you can do something about it and i think that's the that's a good message to leave listeners with
1: yeah i mean there's two messages one is uh talk to a pediatrician if you have any Mm -hmm. questions and two also recognize We've made some great progress in the past 40, 50 years. Uh, We used to have levels closer to 20 uh, micrograms per deciliter, so think about 20. We're now to an average of one, uh, and there's only one out of every 50 children have values of five or more. So we've made phenomenal progress over the past several decades, but we have more progress to go. And um, as others have said, it's past time to end lead poisoning in the United States.
0: From Quest Diagnostics, Senior Medical Director Dr. Harvey Kaufman. Doctor, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate it, listeners. Thanks for being here on Lincoln Live.